everybody. Welcome into another edition of Bold Predictions. That is Greg Smith. That is Steve Marek. I am Zach Carpenter, and we are here to preview Nebraska versus number six, Oklahoma. They kick off at 11 a.m. on Saturday, and boys, we could be in for we could be in for a tough one or just a, I mean, an electric atmosphere at Memorial Stadium. Maybe that leads to something, something big. So what, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I do think that the, the electric atmosphere is something that I'm watching for. And I do think that that's something that we'll get. And, and in part, not just because of, you know, the ex initial excitement about Mickey Joseph kind of running the program, the big time rivalry with Nebraska, Oklahoma, and people like to be nostalgic about those sorts of things we saw last year in Norman. But also, like, I have been pleasantly surprised. And I said this on the Throwing Bones podcast with Nate Klaus as well, is I've been pleasantly surprised by what the atmospheres have been like for the first two Two home games like given everything swirling around the program and then what ended up happening with Scott Frost being fired like I didn't think that it would be necessarily like that Nebraska fans kind of proved us wrong once again so I think it'll be a great environment yeah I'm going to echo what Greg said I'm I'm not worried at all about the environment I think it's going to be the best um of, of this season yet and it's going to you know rival the really good ones from last year um I remember the Michigan game was mm -hmm. kind of tops tops last season yeah. that was awesome the night night game performance and while Oklahoma is going to be 11 a.m. kick, I, with everything, like Greg said, everything swir swirling around the program, everything that's happened, Mickey Joseph has brought up the energy. Um, I think fans really, really like him. He's a likable figure. And yeah, just with it being o Oklahoma undefeated, number six in the country, Dylan Gabriel, hot shot transfer quarterback, there's just going to be a lot of buzz in Lincoln. Lincoln's going to be crazy on Saturday. Are we totally surprised that the first two games have been the atmosphere they're like? Like this is my first again, first season covering Nebraska, but I've heard all the all the hype about Memorial Stadium and Nebraska fans. And then it was kind of it was what I expected of being like, even though it's an FCS team and then a Sunbelt team. I'm like, all right, this is sort of the atmosphere I was sold on, like with with how um with how raucous and passionate this fan base is. So I feel like I'm not totally surprised, but this this Oklahoma game obviously had a different feel to it. I think if if Scott Frost and we said this earlier in the week uh, that we don't need to rehash it too much, but I think if Scott Frost was still uh, was still running the program, maybe there would be some some energy zapped out. But like you said, with with Mickey Joseph uh, leading the helm, new, renewed sense of energy and um, and enthusiasm in the building for a huge game where a lot of people are going to be back in town and uh, they welcome in a team that is. Uh, like we said, number six in the country. So for for my first bold prediction question, I'm a, we're going to do a little inverse. And what people don't understand is we don't script the show. I, I throw guys curveballs, and that's why sometimes we're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. Let me see if I can come up with something in 0.2 seconds. But, Greg, we're going to do inverse. Uh, who's, who's calling it? Who's calling the upset here of Nebraska over Oklahoma? Give me your final score prediction. Oh boy. Um, my final score prediction was I have to go back and look. Okay, it was Oklahoma 31, uh, Nebraska 24. Um, and, and if you'll notice, that is another one score loss. I think it is cruel of me in a way to pick a one score loss uh, for Nebraska to start off with as the Mickey Joseph era slash audition slash tryout. Uh, but this is Nebraska football, and who knows? Like, 
pain is always kind of around the corner. Hopefully that is changing for the fans out there. Uh, but yeah, at 31-24, I think Nebraska plays a better game overall. I think the defense plays inspired football in this one. Um, I am really curious to see what we end up noticing on Saturday with our changes in the defense after Mickey Joseph has said that they are trying to implement some changes schematically. Um, I don't know if there can be wholesale changes on the fly, but that's what makes it fun, right? we got to see what, what ends up happening. Um, but I, the one caveat that I will put on this in this one score loss is I am very concerned about Nebraska's offensive line against Oklahoma's defensive line. I think that as Nebraska potentially has a guy or so missing from that offensive line and the performance that we've seen from them and Oklahoma's defensive line being the best one they've seen yet, uh, that could cause some real issues. But I'm going to stick with my guns, 31-24 Oklahoma. And real real quick before you go, Steve, a little trivia time for you guys. I, I guarantee you guys are going to get it right <laughs> off the bat, but can you tell me when is the last double-digit loss that Nebraska has suffered? Ohio State? No, that was nine. My bad. No. Correct. There were I think none. it was a nine-point loss, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that so. That was 26-17 last yeah. year to Ohio State. It would have been two years ago. I don't know. It Illinois on November 21st, 41-23. Nebraska oh, lost. Man. Ever since then... <laughs> They lost by six points, seven points to Iowa and Minnesota that year. Last year's the famed every game was decided by nine points or less. Eight of them were one possession. And then three-point loss to Northwestern, three-point loss to Georgia Southern. So they've kept things close. So I think predicting a one-possession loss or one-score loss is kind of right on, on track of history here. I so think that was right the... there. I think that was the Illinois game where they came into Lincoln, ran the ball down the Huskers' throat, and then at the end of the season, Lovey Smith got fired. <laughs> oh, that yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that is I was just like, yeah. man, the, the guy who got fired even came in here and was just running it all over the place. So it went over Nebraska was not enough to save a head coach's job. <laughs> not for Lovey that year. Oh, not nope. for Lovey. No. Right. So Steve, uh, Steve, give me your give me your final score prediction real quick as we kind of run it backwards, a little memento style. Uh, yeah, um, great movie, by the way. Um, excellent. Yeah, movie. that's why shout I out guy. the movie references because he always gets it. Shout out, young guy. I got too. that one. Wait, I got that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Give you some credit where it's due because every now and then Greg knows, but I dropped like a very deep uh, We Were Soldiers reference like two weeks ago to Steve, and he just laughed. He's like, Is that from We Were Soldiers? I'm like, Hey, there we yeah. go. Yeah, I like the memento. Uh, reference um, shout out young guy Pierce but anyway Nebraska Oklahoma Oklahoma um, gets out of Lincoln with a 45 to 35 win um, I think it's going to be a lot of points I think Oklahoma Jeff Levy the hot shot offensive coordinator over there coming over from Ole Miss and before that Central Florida I think he looks at the game tape and sees how well Northwestern ran the ball on the Huskers how well North Dakota ran the ball how well Georgia Southern ran the ball, especially. And I think that he's got the horses up front to do it on Oklahoma's offensive line. And I think he's got the running backs to do it with Eric Gray, the transfer from Tennessee. I think Eric Gray is going to have a big day. I just don't, I just don't believe in um, Nebraska's run defense that they're going to be able to hold up against them. I think Oklahoma is just going to really try to establish the run. And then when Nebraska tries to adjust, maybe put an extra body in the tackle box that's when you're going to see Dylan Gabriel shine with that play action, play action pass that they have um, working really well in the offense right now at, at Oklahoma. So I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think Casey Thompson, a lot is 
there's a lot of storylines with Casey Thompson in Oklahoma. We, we know about his dad, Charles, played for the Sooners back in the 80s. Um, Casey Thompson was recruited by Oklahoma in the 2018 class, but didn't, didn't go to Oklahoma because I don't think they truly believed in, in Casey Thompson as a quarterback. So he went out, went out to Texas. Um, and then again, um, when he entered the transfer portal, um, it came down to Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Auburn. And then he whittled it down to two, Nebraska and Oklahoma. And again, Oklahoma was, again, just not totally 100% in on Casey Thompson. They wind up taking Dylan Gabriel. Casey winds up in Lincoln. So I think there's a lot of um, storylines with Casey Thompson, and especially with last year, how the Red River rivalry went. Um, he he did well. I think he threw five touchdowns against the Sooners defense. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points, but there's no way that I can pick Nebraska to win this football game. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think um, Sooners get out of here. 45 to 35. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point. Obviously, a big storyline, more than just interesting, is the Casey Thompson versus Oklahoma dynamic for every reason that you just laid out there. And I'm sure we didn't we didn't get player availability this week, but I'm sure if you would have asked Casey Thompson and in front of the podium, like how much this means to him, I'm sure he would have said all the right things. Um, But I think if you you if you asked him in an honest moment, I think he would he would tell you, yeah, it's a big chip on my shoulder. I mean, if someone, if, if a school or in any walk of life, if someone doesn't think you're good enough and pick someone else over you, you're going to have a naturally have a chip on your shoulder. So um, I don't want to step on Steve's toes for his, one of his other bold predictions, but uh, we could talk about that more in a second. I just, uh, I, I agree with you guys. Like I, I, my final score prediction is 38, 28, Oklahoma for that and that's the reason I asked about the double digit loss item is because I was like when is the last time they've they've lost by 10 or more and looking at the looking at the uh the uh, betting lines from our our Yahoo partners at BetMGM um back in July when the first the first line came out it was Oklahoma minus five and a half the next line didn't come out until Sunday and it was a few hours after Scott Frost was fired and Oklahoma was a 14 and a half point favorite. And now jumping over to Friday afternoon, it's Oklahoma minus 11. So uh, the line has shifted over the last week. And I think that probably reflects uh, some belief in uh, in Nebraska to, to keep it close. Um, the over under the point total is set at 65. So I've got Oklahoma, I've got Nebraska covering by, uh, by a slim margin and, um, the overhitting by was at one point and I, I tried to, I tried my best to keep the um, my, my, when I do my final score predictions as close to the betting line and the over under <laughs> as possible because the people in Vegas are much more analytically driven than I am. So I think that that's what my strategy usually is there. But uh, what my, one of my thoughts before, before we uh, round out with a bold prediction here is the energy level is going to be there. And I don't think that Nebraska is going to get blown out of the water or run off the field. Um, but because I do think that energy and that ability to play loose is going to matter. And that I think that electric atmosphere, like we keep saying, is going to make an impact. Um, but that doesn't fix the mistackling ta- issues or poor angles to the ball. Like those are still things that we need to see bear out before you could feel confident in predicting what would be a massive upset here. So that's sort of my line of thinking. I do think the offense can, can keep up with Oklahoma um, uh, a little bit, but I, I think that 
uh, I, I just don't think that they can keep up with them for all 60 minutes. So with that being said, all of that analysis, we're going to do just one bold prediction today each. Um, so Greg, give me, give me what your, your number one, your top tier bold prediction is. Well, my top tier one, and we didn't, because we did memento style, like you already kind of know it, uh, but my number one top tier bowl prediction is, is that Nebraska will not give up more than 45 points in this game. Now, I know that it feels like, kind of like last week with the punt situation, the punt return, which thanks Ollie, that did not cash in. Um, <laughs> with that one, it feels like kind of like, a, oh my God, this is like kind of weak sauce, but hear me out. Like we've got a situation where Nebraska did give up 45 points points last week at home to Georgia Southern as we know sorry for mentioning it again they gave up 31 against Northwestern a team that I, I don't think may not score 31 points again um this season that may be Ouch. their high water mark that offense isn't good um and so what we're ended up in the situation is is I think that Nebraska if you just and Zach you mentioned it um a little bit ago like better tackling angles and just better tackling and more pursuit to the ball, which is another thing that seemed to be a little bit lacking. If you just knock out those basics or shore that up some, it should slow down some of those explosive plays that we saw against Georgia Southern, even though Oklahoma is significantly better um, talent-wise across the board. That combined with that electric atmosphere that we've referenced a few times, I think that Nebraska's defense will come out and play inspired football, play a lot better. Now, that doesn't mean that, as we've already heard, that I'm picking them to win and spring this upset, but I am picking them to keep Oklahoma from just running up and down the field on them, um, which should not have to be a bold prediction at this point, but I think it is. I got the Nebraska holding Oklahoma to under 45 in this game. Yeah, well, first off, Pat Fitzgerald, I'm looking forward to him cutting out that clip and throwing it up on the, <laughs> some sort of bulletin board material to... Uh, to rip you for the 31 points thing. But what is surprised you guys, like this team has missed 37 combined tackles per uh, pro football focus when they charted it. It was surprising because they missed 15, 14 against Northwestern, 15 against North Dakota. I might have those numbers backwards, but it was 15 and 14. And then they missed eight last week against Georgia Southern, which is uh, this uh, surprising and kind of like, oh, they, they only missed eight tackles this week. What a, what a, substantial improvement i mean does that shock you that they only missed eight last week steve you were charting it weren't you for a little bit but does that surprise you yeah i didn't keep up just because i don't know it's it's pretty hectic on game days to do that live but uh yeah i that looks a little maybe on the low end i guess um for sure and it makes me wonder um mickey joseph was on the radio last night and he talked about and he was asked about defensive changes if there were going to be any and, you know, obviously earlier this week on Tuesday, he said that um, defensive coordinator Eric Schneider, instead of coaching the nickels, he'll be coaching the safeties now. And Travis Fisher, instead of doing corners and safeties, he'll just be focusing on corners. There's still a little gray area on who is coaching the the, the nickels. But, um, yeah, I mean, along with specific schematic changes, Mickey Joseph obviously wasn't going to talk, uh, talk on live radio about what those are going to be. Uh, which is kind of a funny, funny comment from him. He said that um, that would be a bad idea. And that was, it was just a really funny comment. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much change is going to occur because it's still going to be the same players on the field. Um, just maybe drastic um, scheme stuff uh, would make a difference, but um, then you have, um, then you have players doing things, changing things on the fly and and a really good Oklahoma offense, I think just 
maybe taking advantage of that um, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, eight, eight missed tackles seems kind of like a, on the low end after that game. Yeah, well, if, if they can share some of those up, maybe they keep it close. And Nebraska, maybe they can get some missed tackles in the open field. They can uh, they can match what, what Steve's bull prediction is because uh, he sent it to me um, to put in the written story. So, Steve, why don't you tell everybody about that since we're sort of leading you into it? Yeah, for sure. So Casey Thompson, uh, quarterback. Yeah, um, he'll throw for he'll have his first game as a, as a Husker with 400 yards passing, and he's going to be responsible for four touchdowns. He's going to throw three of them, and he's going to have one rush, and that one rush is going to be like he did last week against Georgia Southern, where he really gutted it out in the fourth quarter after getting just lit up and and, and hurt. He'll get he'll have a goal line dive um, for his one rushing touchdown so uh one bold prediction casey thompson will throw for 400 passing yards at least 400 and he'll be responsible for three touchdowns three through the air and one goal line dive oh, very, like, he gets bonus pretty, points for that if, gets, if that if that hits for a goal line, line dive i just have it in my head that the offense is going to get into the red zone they're going to give it to anthony grant or, or aj allen and he's going to pound it into like inside the three maybe the two and then they're just going to go hurry up and Casey Thompson's just going to do a little dive just like he did against uh, Georgia Southern. See, that's why I wanted you on this team originally back in the summer, Steve. He's just got a vision. He just can see it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a vision. That <laughs> is, yeah. I mean, if that happens, I'm going to stand up in the press box and not do anything probably, but I'll just stand up and just, <laughs> just stand, up like, and stand up and go get yourself an extra Take it cookie. in. You'll take des- it in, everyone. That extra no, cookie. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm t- too scared to do that. <laughs> He's just going to side-eye me and just give me the little, like, head nod, and that's it. <laughs> I'll say something in Slack and move on with my life. Right. Uh, that's that's not how I would be. If I predict, it, if I predict something that specific, I'm going to be – I will. you will hear from me about it well last week I didn't I say okay so let's talk about this boys last (laughs) week my my bold predictions um Isaac Gifford Nebraska's nickel he had over 10 over 10 tackles which I believe was one of mine Mm -hmm. and then the other one was Kyle Vantrese was throwing two through it two interceptions he tossed two okay so So I I haven't gone back I haven't gone back (laughs) and watched the videos to tally up the standings all right Steve so I will do that and now that you're you're putting me on blast here publicly, now I absolutely have to do that today to see uh, who's who's in the hierarchy. Maybe I'm not doing that subconsciously because I know I'm going to be lower on the totem pole, but we will <laughs> we will have that in the updated standings next week. So don't don't you worry. Here's what's like here's going to happen. Um, right after I just said that, like I'm never going to get a prediction correct from here on. Out. <laughs> right, I know that's just yourself. I got I got cocky la- uh, last year when um, when doing Ohio State bowl predictions. I got like I got one right that was pretty bold or at least like very very close. So I'm like, all right, I'm coming in even bolder. And that's when I predicted Aiden Hutchinson would not come up with a single sack against Ohio State, and he had I think three in the first half and like <laughs> like five tackles for loss. And he was like the sink like the number one reason they won that game. I was like, I was just sitting at home. Uh, Cause I wasn't, I wasn't covering the games that season. I'm just like, Oh no, I hope people forgot about that. That was, that was a little too bold, but people don't forget. <laughs> no, they don't. So with, uh, with sacks on the mind, I am running it back from last week. I, uh, I didn't copy and paste in, in the subhead for my bold prediction this week on accident. I did it on purpose. I am going back to the well with O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson to combine for 
at least three sacks. And if they don't, if they don't come up with any this week, it's probably going to be the last time you hear a bold prediction <laughs> that's sack oriented from me. But um, I, I think it's similar to last week where their pass rushing opportunities are going to be there for Nebraska and those two guys specifically. Um, and Oshawn Mathis, that's why you brought him here, right? That's why he was, uh, he was second team all big 12, two years in a row. And he has experience going up against Oklahoma from the past two seasons. And, had two sacks against them last year. Um, obviously, a different team and different situation, but does have that experience. And like Steve Steve mentioned in his Oklahoma preview, is that this offensive line is a little vulnerable. They gave up yeah. three sacks to Kent State last weekend. And yep. my thought is, if you can't, if Kent State can get three sacks and Nebraska can't get at least one, or at least put consistent pressure, like I mean, <laughs> neither to say that's an issue. The pass rush has been one of the defense's biggest issues this year. I mean, they did, they have two sacks combined so far this year, one each from Mathis and, and Nelson. And Nelson came that close last week to getting one, but he, he almost got home, but he did hit Kyle Vantrese's arm um, to affect that throw and lead to the huge uh, game, game changing, momentum changing interception by Marcus Buford. So I'm, I'm looking for, I, I'm, Predicting that they'll get at least three combined sacks, but I also think that's one of the key ways that Nebraska could potentially pull off this massive upset. But we call, keep calling it a massive upset because it would be, even though Oklahoma's only "quote unquote" favored by eleven points. But I just think I, I see an offensive shootout. Maybe not as crazy as forty-five, forty-two, maybe, but I do see a shootout again. I think Nebraska might end up having to win games and shootouts this year. Um, Based on based on what the offense has shown, what the defense has shown, but I do think if they're going to pull it off, they're going to need at least one, if not two, big plays, just like they had last week uh, with that Nelson and Marcus Buford play and that Marcus Buford interception in the first half. So it feels weird to say like a defensive play is going to make the biggest difference in in an offensive shootout. But me and Steve were talking in the press box in the first half. Uh, I think it was what I think the score was like 35-28 or. 21, 21, whatever it was, I can't remember. But me and Steve just turned to each other. It's like, yeah, a defensive play has a big chance to make, like, to be the difference maker in this game. And it feels weird to say that when the score is what it is. But that's how it felt at the time. That's kind of what I feel coming into this game. So um, real quick, if you guys have one last rapid-fire thought on this game, uh, Greg, you, you start off, and Steve, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I think that both both of these teams to me are have some unknowns. Obviously, all of the stuff with with Nebraska, but we, I don't feel like we know a ton about Oklahoma either. Like it's hard to judge them based on the opponents that they played early in the season. I think that they have talent. They always have talent, but we need to see it actually be proven out there. Um, and, and so I I just feel like this one has the potential to be another weird one. I feel like we're always saying that in some way, shape, or form about Nebraska games, um, but this one does have. Have the potential to either either way well I, don't, I can't see Nebraska blowing them out but I could see Nebraska really keeping it close like my score predicted I could see Oklahoma running away with this I could see Nebraska coming out and starting off really hot in this game and then it becoming a battle like none of that would surprise me um and so I'm just looking forward to seeing like how this all unfolds uh, with Mickey Joseph running the program so two things one Zach, I really like your prediction because Oklahoma has allowed five sacks this season. And if you go back and watch those sacks happen, Dylan Gabriel should be at fault for a lot of them. 
because that guy loves to hold on to the ball for way too long and try to like hold on to it for for to try to create a big play down the field. That is absolutely Dylan Gabriel as a quarterback. He wants the big play. He's a, he's a very aggressive. He's 100% confident in every single throw. He he can make it a lot of the good, good throws, um, but sometimes he takes a lot of chances, and a lot of those chances come from him holding onto the ball. And that just, you know, to me, if you're Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, Caleb Tanner, all these guys from Nebraska's edge rushing room, I think that'll give you a little bit of hope and a little bit of motivation. Like, Hey, this guy, he's not going to get rid of the ball. So uh, let's go get him. I think that, that, you know, your prediction of um, the sacks is, is a really good one. And number two, this one's hey, kind thanks, of funny. Man. <laughs> no problem. Good to hear that today. And number two, um, I'm curious, this is just kind of a funny one. Drake Stoops um, is, is a pretty good receiver for Oklahoma. Every time he's caught a pass, in an Oklahoma home game, the crowd has done the stoops thing. So I'm wondering, Oklahoma's going to have some fans in Memorial Stadium. Every time uh, Drake Stoops catches the ball, I'm wondering if there's going to be a, a stoops inside that, Memorial Stadium. That's what prediction? Are you, prediction. Trying to, are you trying to sneak another one in there, Steve? Yeah, oh, yeah he's yeah, not another bold prediction. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So here's my .5 extra bold prediction. It, <laughs> Drake Stoops' first reception will be met with a, a smattering of Stoops from the crowd. <laughs> I, hope, I hope some Nebraska fans are listening to this and, like, who will do that. <laughs> will do that just... Yeah, just to make you right. <laughs> Great. Very first Drake Stoops reception. I'm going to be up, up against the glass with my ear and, like, hearing this stuff. All right. Well, that's, that is, that's a definition of bold bold and that's the reason we do this it's a little fun and get a little nuts with it and go off the rails a little bit so uh as you guys could tell today it was a little uh helter skelter with our romento style i wanted to see how that went and see if i could throw these guys off kilter um <laughs> but um yeah oklahoma coming into memorial stadium for an 11 a.m kickoff against nebraska uh, we will be uh, we'll be following it and covering it at nebraska.rivals.com and the inside nebraska youtube channel and at nebraska.rivals.com at our, our website, we're running a three, uh, free 30-day trial this week and, uh, and next week for free access to our, all of our stories and our premium message boards. So you can get on on that. It's on the, um, the top of our homepage at, at our website. But uh, yeah, we'll be coming from Memorial Stadium tomorrow morning and uh, you guys can keep it locked in here for coverage. We'll be back on Saturday and be back next week with another edition of Bold Predictions.